my name is Jonathan Guy Lewis. And the character that I played in London's Burning was a uh, station officer, well, a temporary station officer, uh, Chris Hammond. So I was, um, I was uh, the, the governor of Blue Watch, essentially. How did I get cast? Well, um, I'd been doing a series called Soldier, Soldier. I don't know if you remember Soldier, Soldier, but I'd been playing uh, the platoon sergeant for two years, series five and six, Sergeant Chris McLeod. Interesting, they were both called Chris. Uh, obviously, my, my alter ego. And uh, tough but fair. Um, and because of my kind of military experience, um, you know, I, I loved playing that role. It was, it was a fantastic opportunity for me. And my agent called me pretty much uh, as soon as that final series finished uh, and said, um, London's Burning have been on the phone and would you be interested in going in to, 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 to meet David Shanks, the producer, about uh, auditioning for the role of the new station officer? Uh, and of course, I, I, I bit their arm off. I said, "Yes, please." Uh, you know, you know when and where. Uh, and I went in. I met David. Um, really liked him. Uh, really nice guy. Uh, and he'd taken over from Paul at that stage um, to produce that. The, the kind of it was a new look, basically, um, to the series. Uh, and I was replacing a very popular character, Nick the Greek. Um, who'd been in the series for a long time. And um, so I met David uh, and then I think I had to recall uh, and uh, obviously the, the pressure mounts because I really wanted the job. So um, did that. And then it went upstairs. It went to um, the decision makers, uh, LWT at the time, and I had a nervous wait um, can't remember exactly how long it was, but uh, it's always that tense time when you really want it and you're not sure. And then you start to kind of, you don't hear anything and you know, oh, it's going another way. And you sort of try and play it down and think, oh, well, it doesn't matter anyway. And then got the call from my, my agents uh, at Scott Marshall at the time. And it was, yeah, you've got the job. Um, and that was fantastic. And it, it, it segued very soon into filming actually so finishing one series the final series of soldier soldier and then going into into taking taking over the role in london's burning happened pretty quickly um which was fantastic so yeah it was um right time right place uh the right point in my career uh i had enough profile it seemed like a good fit for them so uh, you know all, all the pieces lined up for once, one of those rare occasions when when something like that happens, and you look back, of course, and I think what a fantastic time that was. And uh, you know, I tried to make the most of it at the time, but uh, you know, it's only in hindsight that you really go, yeah, what what a special time that was. All the uh, all the exterior scenes of the of the station were dockhead, um, which wasn't that far from our unit base in Long Lane which was Borough, basically. Uh, and interestingly, I, I've, I've been working in that area fairly recently, and wow, the transformation. I mean, excuse my language, but it was a shithole back when we were filming there in the late 90s, early 2000s. But 
it's kind of des res now it's one of the trendiest places in london that you could possibly uh live coffee bars and restaurants and in apartments and uh it's yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't recognize it from those days but uh yeah all, all the exterior uh station shots were filmed at dockhead which was great i loved going to dockhead and typically we spent a week in studio at long lane doing all the interiors all the standing sets were in in it was an old pavement i think i mean it wasn't a design, you know it wasn't a designed sound studio so we often struggled with noise plain noise particularly so you'd be in the middle of a you know a difficult scene in the office and then suddenly we cut and it's oh no um Often I'd have lots of dialogue, you know, lots of what we call bunny and have all the lines in these scenes. And, you know, I'd have a day, one day a week in the studio where it would just be in my office and it would be the sort of running storylines of each character. And, you know, they'd come in for their scene, but I, I was the constant in that day and I'd always find that exhausting. Um, so we'd have one week in the studios and then one week on uh, the shout, whatever that was, whether it was a, a fire or an RTA road traffic accident or, or you know, a cat in a tree. Um, but a part of the week in studio was incorporating the, um, actually, wasn't it? Well, we, you know, it was mixed between uh, that studio week and the shout, and the, the shout week. We, we'd obviously get to the to Dockhead and have a couple of days there. So my very first scene, yeah, I do remember it very well, actually. I mean, when you when you know you join a a, a a series like that, where you join an ensemble with very established characters, and you're the new boy, uh, like any kind of established environment, it's it's nervous, it's difficult, and the crew know each other, and you're coming on knowing, you know, you've got big shoes to fill. Um, and it feels like there's a lot at stake. It feels like you've got to really prove yourself to everyone that you're worthy of being being around that. Uh, and I felt very conscious of that. And obviously, I wanted to do a great job. And my first scene was a sort of unexpected arrival, if you like, um, where I I think I I'm, I stop something happening, uh, and they say, well, "Who are you?" And I say, "Well, I'm the new I'm I'm your new governor, I think." And and I remember when we first talked about the role, David Shanks and I, um, my, my family's from South Wales, from Llanethley in South Wales. And so we, we talked about the possibility of, you know, doing more of my, you know, my Welsh, my Welshness. Uh, and initially there was like, yeah, that's great. You know, go for it. So the first incarnation of, of Chris Hammond was that he was from Wales. He was from South Wales. Um, even so, Melanie, who was cast as my daughter, came from Wales. You know, so she had a quite a strong Welsh accent. Um, mine was sort of there. It wasn't. It wasn't sort of Rob Brydon, but it was noticeable. Uh, and we started filming with me with my Welshness. Uh, and after about two or three days, uh, I got a message through from David saying. Um, they've decided to cut the Welsh thing. <laughs> so well, I've started. I've started. Isn't that going to be a bit? Um, how do we? How do we swing that one? Uh, and if you're if you're very uh, vigilant and you look at that first episode that I'm in, uh, you will notice that some of it I seem to have a Welsh accent. 
and some of it I don't. I mean, it's one of those things that, you, that happens in TV and you kind of, you know, you park it, you forget it, you, you move on. And, um, uh, and then it was, you know, uh, it was more London. Um, it was more uh, Sergeant Chris McLeod than it was, uh, you know, uh, Chris Hammond from South Wales. But hey, there you go. Uh, and um, yeah, and the guys, everyone made me feel very welcome. Um, but I started at the same time with Heather Peace uh, and uh, and Jim. Um, and the, I mean, it, it was a uh, it, it wasn't just me starting. So it, we we uh, we um, you know there was Brad Gordon. Uh, you know, both these boys were you know really good looking, and you know they were the young things. And Heather was you know just gorgeous and you could see why she was cast and then i'm thinking oh god am i the right casting for this uh, you know i felt a little bit um on the back foot but everyone made us feel incredibly welcome um and it really helped that michael garner who um plays um poison pierce um he actually lived uh, at the time i lived around the corner from him uh, so I had a, a young family. My my little boy was four, I think, four or five. Uh, and we lived in Tufnell Park and uh, in, in London, North London. Um, we're both Spurs fans. Uh, and we got, we shared the car into work because you, you're given, uh, you know, I think basically to get make sure you get there on time because, you know, you start ridiculously early in the morning. You know, if you're if you're if you've got to pick up time at. 6 15 in the morning so to get you there get you into makeup costume have a bit of breakfast before you start um and um i think my first day was you know my first introduction to the show was in the car with michael garner and paul the driver who was also a spurs a spurs fan so we were the spurs car coming in from tuffle park so i was immediately made to feel very um welcome and it felt like i was in the right place so uh, yeah i i and because i'd done soldier soldier i think i'd already had that experience of an ensemble cast where you know you 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 do everything together basically Unfortunately, we were the the transition series where they tried out the new uniforms. So um, our, our what we wore when we, when we were on a shout, and um, we started in these kind of sandy coloured uh, overall material things. I, and I really missed the blue. Uh, I see in the backdrop behind you that kind of blue felt really feel like you're a fireman a firefighter in that blue it just felt it just feels you know the real thing so suddenly having these sandy colored uh it just felt a bit of a mm, it, it didn't feel very firefightery it felt like you were i don't know some kind of um well it just didn't feel firefightery i have to say um and then uh, then we then those were an experiment, I think, and that didn't work. And then we went on to the maroon coloured ones, which is what uh, ended up with. Um, and again, it just I don't know. I missed the blue. I missed the blues. Uh, but um, the, the my working uniform, um, yeah, I had um, shirt, one of those pull off ties. Um, uh, I've actually got quite a small head, so finding a, a hat that would fit me was was always a bit of a a, a problem. Um, 
but I actually quite liked it. I quite like wearing a uniform uh, at work. I mean, I remember going to have a whole session about, you know, what's the look of Chris Hammond outside of work. Um, you know, he he was a bit of a loner, um, um, not a playboy as such, but he he was very private about his private life. Um, one of the storylines was that his daughter came to live with him for a while, and I really enjoyed that. There was a sort of um, you know, you really started to find out about you know his commitment. He struggled with commitment, and then he'd obviously. Um, had a lot of not skeletons in the cupboard but there was a lot of backstory that 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 could have been mined and then they introduced this idea that he was a bit of a gambler and that he had a gambling habit um and so explored those storylines um and so you know in terms of costume it was fairly um outside of work you know chino's smart shirts um uh, i remember when i finished london's burning um and going to wardrobe and asking i uh, asked the producers you know because there's actually quite a lot of stuff that i would like to wear so they did a deal with me and they you know said you know um 500 quid you can have whatever you want and i remember uh, there was a dinner suit i mean I, that was i wore that dinner suit for years after that uh at events because you know you don't want to splash out and spend a lot of money on something like that that you're going to wear very infrequently uh and i remember going when i finished after my the third series when i finally left you know i sort of cleared out pretty much all of my costume and took it home and wore it for years jackets shirts um um but um yeah the hair and makeup uh short hair i mean it was i'd done that in soldier soldier um i had a tattoo in soldier soldier which i really i, I love the idea of having this tattoo but um tattoo tattoos weren't so sort of uh, trendy back then so um we didn't really kind of go further on that but uh yeah it was um it was tricky though because for continuity they'd have to cut your hair every 10 days <clears throat> And um, I remember some of my, some of the, some of the, um, some of the time my head didn't look as, as it, as it, as it, um, as it could have done. I mean, obviously I'm grey and at least I've still got it, um, which is, uh, you know, unlike most of my, my contemporaries. Um, but uh, yeah, that was always, that was always a nice time. You know, you get to work, get a coffee and then go into makeup. Um, and then um stevie stevie boy in in wardrobe uh he looked after me um and he was great and i loved stevie boy um so you'd get get on the wagon and put your what you you know your costume on for the day um and actually my son who uh said was about four or five um my wife uh, i was married at the time and my wife uh, was an actress as well and sometimes our childcare situation um was an issue and uh, i used to just ask you know was is it okay if i bring my son into work and yeah bring him in was fine and uh, i remember talking to my son not that long ago and he said honestly i thought you were a fireman i thought that was your job um and he loved coming to work it was fantastic and they'd make such a fuss of him and he'd spend them he'd, he'd dress up in his fireman sam outfit uh, and sit in the appliance 
for hours, hours on end, just pretending he was driving it and picking up the, you know, the, the, the radio and talking. And, but Stevie Boy was fantastic in wardrobe and he would always uh, kit him out in something. And uh, yeah, they, they were very, very sweet. So yeah, very fond times back then. So I don't know if any of the other uh, guys ha- have mentioned this, but we, a part of the contract was that for the insurance uh, as a regular was we had to do a, a course at the fire training college for about a week um, before joining the series so that we could get an idea of, you know, authenticity, um, what it would really be like. And I have to say, it scared the bejesus out of me that week about, and, and just understanding like, you know, to be a firefighter, um, I have so much admiration for firefighters. There's just, you know, I, I, you know, I know I couldn't do it. You know, you have that idea in your head that, oh yeah, I'd be all right. And, you know, to put your head down, take a breath. And I mean, the stuff that we got exposed to in that week was um, humbling. Um, obviously we weren't, we weren't put in danger, but some of the stuff we did was, was pretty hairy. Um, so breathing apparatus, BA, um, with all your kit on and going through, um, uh, pipes that were only just wide enough to get through in the dark, in smoke. Um, and they're quite long, you know, they're maybe 30 feet long. So it's not something that you're just in and out of. You'd have to crawl through. Um, and if you're at all claustrophobic, you, you're screwed. Uh, and so doing things like that, um, uh, going part of the training into um, on an arrival, going into a, a room filled with smoke, it's black, pitch black. And honestly, as soon as you go in, you completely get, you're just totally disorientated. Uh, and you know, the whole thing of having to na- navigate and negotiate a room when it's full of smoke and dark and having, to, you know, if there's fire below, having to stick to the outside of the room and and you're given a, uh, you're told, you know, there's there's two adults, two children that are in that room. You've got to find them. Uh, and then, you know, you do your best. You, you think you've got them and you've, you've missed someone. Uh, and so you get debriefed and the smoke's cleared from the room and you go back into the room and they talk you, the instructor talks you through what, what, what you did and what you should have done and what you missed, you know, and little things uh, that I remember that small children who are scared go and hide in cupboards. Um, and so the idea of you have to touch walls and make sure you, that you, you know, you can find cupboards so that you, you're opening things if, if, if you can't find, uh, if you can't find, people so yeah i mean and going up those really tall ladders that, that swing around and um i mean i'm i'm i've got terrible head for heights um one one of the episodes we did was me on top of a you know with a window cleaning thing and the, there's a guy um who's on his stag and they stag do and they've um handcuffed him to the and then it it breaks uh oh and yeah of course it's it's acting and you're clipped on, so you, you're never really in any danger. But <laughs> I mean, I don't have a good head for heights. Um, what can I say? So, uh, yeah. And then meeting uh, the recruits who are going through the training and hearing some of their stories. Uh, and, you know, some of them have applied three or four times to get in and saying often it's not 
just a question of fitness. It's a question of lung capacity. Uh, and that's something that you're born with. That's a physiological thing. Although you can actually, um, believe it or not, grow your lung capacity through through exercises. But it doesn't matter how fit you are if your lung capacity isn't isn't big enough. And so there are lots of exercises, uh, you know, blowing into things to to, to test that. Uh, I don't know whether that is still current, but that that was when when we were doing this sort of back back end of the late nineties. I don't remember too much about it, other than yeah, I think uh, Andrew Casimir goes into the into the cinema, uh, and there's a big kind of you know bang and uh he doesn't come out basically um and you know in any situation when you lose a, a firefighter it's it's grim it's it's an awful thing um and obviously as the governor uh, he he um he was very very popular so it was a big storyline and a big moment in the series when when that happened um uh, I mean, to be honest, there's, there's, you know, you're waiting a lot, you know, when you're filming, um, well, particularly back then, when you're filming action stuff, particularly with fire and the setups, health and safety, it's very, very controlled and uh, the technical aspects of the pyrotechnics are all very, very choreographed. So there's a lot of hanging around, a lot of waiting, a lot of setups. Um, so there's a lot of time downtime really where i wouldn't even say it's downtime you're waiting there's a lot of waiting time which is actually stressful because you know that when you are called upon to 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 do what you've got to do you've got to be on the money you can't it can't be you that messes up in, in a way um so that is stressful it's not like oh you're hanging around all day and then suddenly you do a bit of work it's it's um it's that readiness uh, and making sure that you're ready to go, um, and so there was a there was a lot of hanging around. I remember so there's a lot of banter, um, a lot of tea and coffee, um, biscuits, and, and I think there's also that sense of a, an era. It was the end of an era. You know, uh, Andrew was leaving the series. Um, he'd been around a long time. Um, um, you know, it's it, it was sad. It was a sad time. Um, and I was I was aware of that um, that dynamic and that feeling within the group, um, uh, and then you know that you, you you finish you know, Andrew finishes his last scene, and you know the director, I think you know the, the producer came down and you know said that's that's a wrap on Andrew, and that's that's Andrew's last last scene, and you know everyone you know. It's, says something claps or you know wishes wishes them well and uh, and and that's it and then you know the juggernaut moves on um the carousel goes round and you're you're off it and you're not on it anymore and um yeah it's 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 a huge thing and of course it's been part of your life as it was for mine you know first soldier soldier and then London's burning you know it was about six years of my life that was very focused on these two series and then and then it's not in your life anymore and it's a big hole you know you film um five we were doing five day weeks uh sometimes well no we do someday yeah, i get confused sometimes because soldiers Soldier was a six-day week and but london's burning was i can't remember how it was but it was very intense and so you're on most days you know occasionally you'd get a day off 
but most of the time you're either filming or they're scheduling something in for you to do some what's called ADR, additional dialogue replacement. So you, you've, you've got to go in and do some on a previous episode um, or you might be having a fitting for something that's specifically happening in another episode. Uh, there might be a read through for the next episode. You might be meeting new guest cast members. Uh, so it's as a regular on a series like that back then, there was, it, it wasn't just the filming. It was part of something bigger and there was publicity, there was interviews. Uh, there was so much, there was so much going on um, that often, you know, even if you weren't first scene of the day, at some point you'd get picked up and you'd have to go in to do something. So it was a, it was a full-time job. Um, and so it's a big part of your life. And then when it's not there, because it takes sort of 10 months to film one of these series. It's the best part, you know, 10, 11 months. It's the best part of the year um, to make them. So by the time they come out, it's almost you've forgotten that episode or that, that day of filming or that bit. It's like a bit of a surprise when you come to see it, when it's been edited together. Um, which I used to enjoy actually to see how it how it turned out. I think I learned a lot about making films and TV from from those experiences uh, and watching people work. Um, so um, yeah, it was a it was the end of an era really, uh, and um, but I suppose for me it was the moment where I could really um, own own the job you know because otherwise you'd got nick uh andrew on your shoulder kind of looking over and it wasn't it was never a case of well i'd never do it like that it was it wasn't it wasn't like that i'm not being um snipey like that but it, it, it was just in some ways it was a bit of a relief for me to to sort of to actually own that that role uh and and have that authority in, in as the character in that situation i remember simon uh i really liked working with i think it was his first tv job um simon has the most amazing blue eyes um and he's got real charisma you could tell he was he was gonna have a great career and subsequently you know he's been in hollywood and he's been doing lots of he does a sort of spartacus thing in in america i think or one of those kind of sword and sandals series um i think um and funny enough I, I worked with his brother i directed his brother in a play twitstorm um about five years ago now um and so yeah i remember getting on with him really well uh he was quite nervous he was quite you know he, he wanted sort of you know had you know is that all right have i done that right you know so we you know, the old timer here was able to say, yeah, it's great. You know, this was fine. So yeah, I really enjoyed working with him. Uh, he, he was a really good actor. Um, I remember that whole storyline. It, it got really difficult, um, you know, to, 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 to fill you in on some of the backstory. Um, between the series, uh, I, I got, uh, I think series... So you're talking about series 11 um, and I was 12. I can't remember which was, which was, was my last series, series 13 or series 12. I can't remember. Um, uh, series 13. Series 13 was the, so, and you're talking about series 12. 
I can't, you know, I, 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 I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. I know that, um, because I went into, I, I got offered a, a part in Coronation Street, um, which just happened out of the blue. And it was one of those really bizarre incidents where the job absolutely segued perfectly into the downtime between the series, between one series of London's Burning finishing and the next one starting. Um, and it was, they wanted me in two, two batches at, at Coronation Street, um, which fitted perfectly between the series. So um, I had a chat with my agent and he's like, yeah, why not? Why, why not do it? So I went off to play Love Rat Ian Bentley. Um, but I, I remember the, it, you know, there was a lot of fallout from that around London's Burning. I don't think they were particularly um, happy with me going off to do that. <clears throat> and it affected my storylines then when I came back and they basically painted me into a corner. So they, they turned me into this uh, love rat on London's burning where my character hadn't really been that. Um, and I remember having conversations at the time with, 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 it just doesn't, it didn't feel right for that character. So they kind of left me with nowhere to go on that. And then so giving that the storyline where I was having an affair with George's wife, um, who was the most popular character in the show. I mean, it was just, um, they may as well give me my P45. I mean, there was just no way my character could really carry on after that. Um, really, you know, the, you know, the trust of the, the guys, the, the, the Blue Watch had gone and, it, it was just, it was, it was a shame, really. But it was, it was sort of the clash between Corey and, and London's Burning, I think, that, that did that. But I have to say, I, it's like with Soldier Soldier, there's, you know, I did two years on that and I did two and a half series of London's Burning and I, I, I loved it, but there comes a point as an actor where I feel, for me, I want a new challenge. I want to find something fresh. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, it was great. The money and the lifestyle, the, the job, the profile was fantastic, but I just knew that I didn't want to get stuck in something because I knew that I was, you'd be very easy to put, you know, get comfortable with it uh, and stay there for as long as they'd have me. Uh, and so I, you know, you know, you know, so leaving was difficult, but it's uh, it, it it felt like the right thing to do at the time, given the storylines and, and where I was and with my career. So to to go back to your original question, I don't remember much about the storyline, um, but I do remember working with Simon um, Merrill, Simon Merrill, uh, and and really uh, liking working with him, and thought he was really good, and I thought he's he's going to go places. And he did, so that's uh, that's great. Do I have any other memories of working on London's Burning? Oh, loads, loads. Uh, I mean, we could be here for hours, really. Um, lots of really personal stuff. Um, probably wouldn't mean anything to to anyone watching or listening. But the vehicle, uh, the, the the people who looked after vehicles on on London's Burning, they were great. They were a great team. And there was a there was a big moment of acceptance as a as a member of the London's Burning family, 
when you got your crew jacket, your TLO jacket. This it was a it was a big thing, and um, you'd have your name sort of embroidered uh, on 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 the front somewhere, like a bomber jacket thing with the TLO uh, monogram on the back. And um, I, I remember um, getting mine, and that was just a really nice moment. And it would often happen at lunchtime, and you'd have the the lunch bus. Um, now um, I like my food, and um, you know, for me, you know, as an actor, food that you don't have to pay for—it's just on set. I mean, why wouldn't you fill your boots? So often your waistline, it was a struggle, you know, to keep fit on a show like that. And, um, but at lunchtime, I'd, I'd love a salad, you know, the healthy option with my main course. So often I'd be seen walking from getting my food to the bus with, with two plates. So there was this, always this commentary on, on, on me having two plates and that being a, I don't know, you know, why would you do that anyway? So, I became known among some of the crew uh, and the London's Burning team as Johnny Two Plates. And what was so lovely and touching about my jacket was it had um, two plates, Johnny Two Plates uh, embroidered on my jacket. And I had that jacket for years, actually. Um, I remember in the end, it, I, it, I, I, I auctioned it off uh, as for, for charity. That and my, and my helmet, um, I, I kept my my uh, my yellow uh, my yellow helmet and I remember auctioning that off as well for charity that was that was signed by the by the whole cast and that got quite a that got quite a lot of money at, at auction actually um but yeah loads of uh loads of lovely memories um spending time lots of time with with everyone um at various moments um along the way um yeah and it was a, I was very lucky and very privileged to to be part of that that team for for that amount of time to be given that responsibility um I, and and who doesn't like a firefighter i mean you know it's the the kudos you'd get and the you know being invited to the firefighters ball every year i mean you know um pretending to be the firefighter it's it was a it was a great job absolutely fantastic and i you know i think it did get quite a bit tired at the end i think it was sort of running out of steam a bit um i would like to have seen it reinvented i would like to have seen it um have a new lease of life um funnily enough i saw uh, on twitter someone tweeted um uh, the the firefighters from Southwark in 1901, I think it was. Uh, and I thought, wow, could, you, you could make a, you could go back to and revisit London's Burning, but as a period thing, set it, set it back back then. That, that felt like a, a really nice uh, reincarnation. But yeah, it was such a popular show. Um, uh, and, um, and they started messing around with when they were going to broadcast it. So it moved from Sunday night and everyone assumed Sunday night, nine o'clock, ITV, London's Burning, it was it was a kind of a given. And then they moved it to Saturday and then they moved it around because they couldn't, they didn't know what to do with it. And uh, I think that was a shame. Um, you know, it was such a, a beacon for ITV um, at the time. So, um, but I loved my time working on it. it. It was a very, very 
happy time uh, professionally and personally. So yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have, to have done it. Yeah.